Hello, everyone. Welcome to Summit Church Fenton. I'm so glad you joined me today, and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Hey, I want to start out today by asking you a question. Are you on the right track? Are you on the right track? You know, all of us want to be on the right track, and uh, it's important that we uh, <laughs> that we get on the right track and that we stay on the right track for our lives. And you know, Jesus talked about being on the right track in Matthew, the seventh chapter, Matthew chapter seven, verse 13. He said this, he said, enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way, or we could say the track that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Think about that. And then he says in verse 14, narrow is the gate. And difficult is the way or the track which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Just an awesome, awesome statement that the Lord made here about being on the right track. And uh, he also said this. He said that he was the door. And he said, uh, if you enter through me, you shall be saved. And then he also said this, no one comes to the Father except through me. You know, when you repent of your sins and place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you step through the door, you step through him actually, and you become a Christian and you are saved. And at that point, you are on the right track, definitely. Uh, you're on your way to heaven. You're going to miss hell and make heaven. And that is definitely the right track. You know, based on what the Lord said in Matthew 7, uh, there's a whole lot of people that are not on the right track. And they're on the track that leads to to hell. And that's it's so very sad. And he said many were on the on the track that leads that leads to hell. And that is so, so very sad. Uh, he, he said, but, you know, by comparison, there's, there's, uh, there, there's just a few that are on the, that are on the right track, but to get on the right track, you have to repent of your sins, place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, and, and follow him the rest of your life. And that puts you on the track, as I said, to miss hell and make heaven. But, uh, but then but then once once you receive Jesus as your savior and and you repented of your sins you received him as savior you're following him then after that you have to find the right track that God wants you on to walk out the rest of your life absolutely and you know it's sad to say but many Christians never find that track that God has for them. Yes, they, I mean, yes, they get on the right track when they receive Jesus as their savior. They're going to miss hell. They're going to make heaven. They're on the right track as far as, as, you know, their eternal destination is concerned. But did you know that God has a track for each and every one of his children? Remember, we're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So yes, when we have faith in Christ Jesus, we get on the right track. But but you need to realize God has a track for each and every one of his children to walk on. And the key to success in life is to find that track the right track for your life after you've gotten saved, 
find what track that is, what God, what track God wants you on, and then and then stay on it and walk walk that way the rest of your life. That's the really the key to success. You know, people have asked me over the years, Pastor, how how can I be successful in life? I'm talking about about people after they've gotten saved. They'll say, how, how can I be successful? Well, you find the track that God wants you to be on and you stay on that track the rest of your life. And uh, the, the uh, uh, book of Proverbs and the book of Psalms and throughout the rest of the Bible, certainly, but, uh, uh, but, but Psalms and Proverbs is a good place to go. Uh, and it talks about how to find and stay on the right track for your life. In Proverbs, the third chapter, Proverbs chapter three, verse five says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths or your track. You see, as I said, once we get saved, you know, that, yes, that puts us on the right track. We're going to wind up in heaven one day. That's good. And that's, I mean, that's the main thing. But, but, but if you want to live a successful, fulfilled life down here on the earth, you're going to have to find the track that God wants you on, and you're going to have to stay on it. And, uh, and the way to do that is to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. And I tell you what, that's that that is that must be done. That's easier said than done, but it's doable because the Bible said we should do it. But uh, it's it's so easy if you're like me, and you probably most of you probably are. You know, we we want to lean on our own understanding. You know, and and as far as what track God has for us. We, we, we want to understand everything, you know, uh, before we, before we get on that track and take off in a direction. And, uh, you have to realize the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And faith is an issue of the heart, not an issue of the head. And, and the way I tell you what, I've learned this about God. He'll tell you just head off in that direction. You know, that's how he operates. And you have to head off in that direction that he tells you to go by faith. And it's one step at a time. And he doesn't show you everything that's going to happen along the way. See, if you're like me, I want to understand everything about what's going to happen. And I want to know the end before we ever take the first step. But God doesn't work that way. You know, he, he, he will typically just tell you to head off in a certain direction. And you must not lean on your own understanding because most of the time, I'll tell you from experience, your understanding is going to be going tilt when God heads you off in a certain direction. But you can't lean on your own understanding. You have to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And of course, it takes faith to get on the right track that God has for you and to stay on it. I know in my life, uh, you know, and my wife, the Lord directed us to get married and then to quit our jobs and leave St. Louis and go to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go to Bible school. Now you think about that sometime. <laughs> and, and hey, 
I, don't do that unless God directs you to do it. But he directed us to do it. And, and back at that time, you could ask my wife, she'll tell you, my head was going tilt, tilt, tilt. You know what I mean? And, and, and I tell you what, it was, I wanted to lean on, I mean, if I had leaned on my own understanding, I would have never went. I would have never got on that track that, that, that God had for us. Uh, but I, you know, in those times, you know, think about that. Quit. You just get married. You quit your jobs. And she was a nurse. I was a math teacher. We both had good jobs. But the Lord directed us to resign from those jobs and and go to go somewhere about 400 miles away where we'd never been before. And we had to 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 trust God for a, a place to live and 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 jobs and. And, uh, and you have to think about it. the jobs that we had, you know, we couldn't work regular jobs because you had to go to Bible school from eight in the morning until about noon every day. So you can't, you can't apply for, you know, regular nine to five jobs. We had to have other jobs that, that you know, different, like in the afternoons and evenings or weekends or whatnot, you know, in order, in order to make it. So, you know, uh, but you know, so to, you know, to get on the track God has for you to stay on it, it takes faith and it's an issue of the heart. And I tell you what, if you lean to your own understanding and you try to figure it all out in your head, you're never going to get on the track God has for you. You're never going to get on the right track, much less stay on it. You have to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I look back on that now when we, when we quit our jobs and went to Bible school, I tell you what, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, think back on that. I mean, I mean, that was, that was, that was, that was difficult on my, on my brain. Like I said, it was going tilt, but you know what? I'm so glad that we obeyed God and did that because if we hadn't, you know, we would have, we would have never got on the track God had for us. And it would have been, it would have, things wouldn't have gone as well for us as they have over the years, but we had to trust in the Lord with all of our heart lead not to our own understanding we had to acknowledge him in all of our ways and then he directed our paths and and uh, when we got down there to Tulsa I tell you what he I mean I told my wife I said I said to her I said you know it looks like somebody came down here and got everything all set up for us all we had to do is show up and you know I, I found out later one of God's names is Jehovah Jireh, which means God, our provider. But it also means the one who sees ahead and makes the provision. See, God saw ahead and he made the provision for us. He knew what we needed down there and, and all of that. And he, he went ahead of us, got it all set up. And all we really had to do is you now we had to we had to quit our jobs. We had to, you know, go walk it all out, <laughs> you know, that, but you know, like I said, that wasn't the easiest thing to do, to do, especially on my, on my brain. But, you know, God, that we did, he didn't, we didn't know all what was going to happen. We just knew he told us to head off that way and we headed off that way. And, uh, he went ahead before us and had everything all set up for us. And, uh, now we had to go down there and find an apartment and apply for jobs and all that. But I remember I walked into Tulsa Junior College and I walked in there <laughs> into the math department. The head of the math department greeted me and <laughs> hired me within about 10 minutes into a job that I should have never had. I wasn't, I, <laughs> I would have, should have never had that. I should have never got it. 
but that's God set it up for me. I tell you, well, glory to God. So you get on the right path, you see, by trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not to your own understanding and let him direct your path. Now, some other things I could say about how God directs us, you know, onto the right track, how we could get on the right track, you know, is found in Psalms 119, verse 105. Psalms 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path or to my track. We're talking about being on the right track. Well, if you're ever going to get on the right track and stay on it, you're going to have to spend time in the holy written word of God. Genesis through through the book of Revelation. You're going to have to you're going to have to have a working knowledge of the Bible. You're going to have to spend time in the Bible because the Bible is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path or to your track. So you're going to have to have a working knowledge of the Bible and you're going to have to read it on a regular basis and study it. To, to, now I didn't say you have to be able to quote it from Genesis to Revelation and know every every last thing about it. I don't know every last thing about the Bible, but I tell you what, you're going to have, and I haven't met a minister who, who knows every, everything there is to know about the Bible, but point I'm trying to make is you need to spend some time in the Word of God uh, because the word of God serves as, a, as a, a light to your track or to your path, you see. And, uh, and, and, and you need to realize this, that what, what, what the Bible will do is, now listen carefully, there, there's a general, there's a general, how do I want to say this? Uh, you, you know, there's, there's a general track that, that, that for our lives, and then, and then a specific, what I mean by that is, is, you know, like walking in love. We know we're supposed to walk in love. The Bible tells us that. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So we know that. That's, that's, that is in the Word of God. It's general direction for every Christian's life. Okay, general direction, walking in love. See, you're never going to be on the right track if you don't walk in love. You're never going to get on the right track, as I just said, if you don't walk by faith. And so generally speaking, the word of God gives us uh, all direction as far as to how to to get on, on the right track, generally speaking. But then there's a specifically, see, I couldn't go into the Bible and read in there, Terry, you know, <laughs> resign from your teaching job and go to Tulsa to go to Bible school. I, that, that's not written anywhere in the Bible. You know, you understand that walking in love, the Bible tells us to walk in love. See, walking by faith, the Bible tells us to walk in faith, you know, and so forth. So generally we, we go into the word of God and it lights our, our, our track and all of that, generally speaking. But as far as specifically, you're going to have to learn to hear from the Lord. And you say, well, like a while ago when I said the Lord directed us to go to, to uh, uh, Bible school, quit our jobs and go to Bible school, people say, well, how, how did, did God appear to you and speak to you? Did he speak to you in a dream or a vision or an audible voice? Nope, not at all. Not at all. Now, he can do that. Sometimes he does that. I, I'd say maybe about, about less than 1% of the time he gives those things to people. But about 99.99% of the time, the way the Lord leads us is through right here on the inside. It's called what I call peace versus no peace. Uh, we could call it an unction of the spirit or a leading of the spirit 
a knowing in your heart. I don't know how else to, 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 to describe it. You know, the Old Testament, there's a verse of scripture that says we'll be led forth with peace. And in the New Testament, the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And that word rule can, it, it, it means umpire. And what does an umpire do? It call, an umpire calls things as safe or out. And, and so, uh, uh, and, and also too, well, well, let me just say this. You got to lean on, not on your own understanding, but see, what, what do we just read here? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In our hearts, we, we felt the Lord leading us to resign our jobs and, and, and go to Bible school. And we had peace, peace with that in our hearts. Now, like I said, I, I didn't have really a lot of peace with it up here in my head, but, but in my heart, when I looked past my head into my heart, I could see that's what the Lord wanted us to do. And, and also too, something else we had going for us is, you know, uh, my wife and I, we, we had sought the Lord together before we got married. And as we got married, you know, uh, uh, you know, I like to say it this way with husbands and wives, God will lead a married couple uh, he'll, he'll lead, he'll lead through the husband and confirm through the wife. And I tell you, if you look at, at, look at Joseph and Mary, I'm talking to the Virgin Mary and Joseph, look at how God led. We could say the first, the first family of Christianity. Uh, how, how did he lead them? He led, look at the Bible, go read, go, go read the Bible, read the gospel accounts, and you'll see that he led them through Joseph. He gave those dreams, you know, about where to go and how, you know, leave, leave, uh, uh, I guess, Nazareth and go to Egypt, you know, and when he, and then he led him through a dream. God led Joseph through a dream when Herod was dead to come back into, in, into Nazareth and all that. See, God will lead. It's interesting. He didn't give that direction to Mary, the wife. He gave it to the to the husband, you need to realize that, that God, you know, he has set the man up, the husband up as the head of the domestic head of the home. And he will lead the, 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 uh, uh, married couple through the husband, but will confirm through the wife. And so Diane and I, I, he was leading me to go to Bible school, but she had great peace with it as well and had great confirmation with it. Absolutely. Now, I have to just say this. I, I just have to say this. I feel impressed to say it. So, in pastoring for almost 30 years, some of the worst messes, uh, messes, M-E-S-S-E-S-S-E-S, -E -E well, you know what I'm trying, messes, M-E-S-S-I, well, I was a math teacher, not an English teacher, but some of the worst catastrophes. Okay, I'm not going to try to spell that. But some of the worst messes I ever saw as a pastor was when the wife was doing the leading, the spiritual leading in the household, and and the husband was just following her around and 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 doing whatever she said. Dude, I'm not putting women down, not at all. But but I mean, I saw some 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 families just getting a mess when when. Uh, when the wives were doing all the leading and the men were just doing all the following. 
Now, sometimes the ladies have to do the do that because the men aren't doing spiritually what they should do, and the woman has no other choice, you know, but to seek God and follow the Lord. But, but if, but, but I'm just saying that a lot of times I saw ladies, you know, they running things and the wives running things, and the men just just kowtowing down. That's not how God set things up. You'll never get on the right track that way. The man has to step up and be the the spiritual head of the house and hear from God. Uh, through through that peace versus no peace, that in, inward leading of the Spirit of God, and then the wife, you know, will confirm that. I tell you, there's been times where I I felt the Lord wanted us to go a certain way, and my wife didn't have peace with it. We didn't we didn't go that way. And I tell you, you could have you know you could have the the right plan, but the wrong timing. There's sometimes I had the right plan, but the timing was wrong, and so I don't make a move if I feel I've heard from God, but if my wife doesn't have peace with it, we don't move. So God leads us through me, but will confirm through her. And there's, I tell you what, some of the times we just hit the nail right on the head was what I, 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 I got a leading from the Lord. She had complete total peace with it. We went with it. And glory to God, things just work like a charm, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? But so, so God leads us generally. We get on the right track generally by following the Bible, walking in love, walking by faith and all of that. But, but as far as specifically to get on the right track, like quitting your job, going to Bible school in a different city, 400 miles away, you're going to have to spend time with God and seek the Lord and, and, and he'll speak to you right down here on the inside. He'll lead you. You know, sometimes he'll, the Bible talks about that still small voice and he'll just speak to you through that still small voice. And, and, and then, you know, you, you got that, we could call it another way there. Sometimes there's not even any words. It's just in, inward, an intuition, a leading, a guiding, peace versus no peace. You know what I mean? And then, and then you bounce that off your wife and she's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're, if you're not married, then, then you're just going to have to go with the peace that's in your heart. But if you are married, God leads to the husband, confirms through the wife and you know, I bounce it off my wife. She's got peace with it. We run with it. You get on the right track, specific, generally and specifically and off you go. I, w- I feel impressed to say this. If you won't follow God generally, I, he's not going to speak to you specifically. Now you can write that down and take it to the bank. I've watched people over the years, they don't want to walk in love and they're just, just cantankerous and going on, but then they want to find the specific track that God has for them. Well, if you won't walk on the general track and, and, and do the, the, like walk in love and do the general things God says to do, he's not going to talk to you about, about a specific plan for your life if you're not going to follow his general plan. Now you can write that down, take that to the bank. You know what I mean? But I tell you what, if you just, Follow his general plan of the holy written word and then get alone with him. And he'll, he'll, I tell you what, he'll, he'll direct you through that inward leading of the spirit of God right onto the path that he wants you on. And you just walk on it. It won't, I tell you what, I'm going to tell you again, won't make a lot of sense to you most of the time up here, but there'll be great peace in your heart. You just go with that. And, uh, I tell you what, <laughs> the, the, the dividends are, are pay, pays rich dividends. Now, what are, what are some of the evidences? that you're on the right track. What are some of the evidences that you're on the right track? Well, in Psalm, the 23rd chapter, the 23rd Psalm, uh, the psalmist David, he writes and he says that God makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. He uh, restores my soul. He leads me in the paths or the tracks of righteousness 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, right here in these three verses here, you can find some evidences as to whether or not you're on the right track. Because if you're on the right track, there's going to be some green pastures in your, you know, in your life. Absolutely the truth. And, and, and there's going to be some, some, some still waters. You know, where you go by the still waters and everything's just calm and tranquil. Absolutely. Absolutely the truth. And, uh, and, and there'll be, there'll be righteousness and right living in your life. If you're on the right track, there's going to be righteousness about you and, and right living, living and wholesome living. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, but green pastures, still waters. If you don't ever have any green pastures, you don't have any tranquility or any peace. There's no righteousness about you. Well, I tell you what, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out you're not on the right track. And then uh, here's another thing. Verse six is goodness and mercy following you. <laughs> I mean, is, is, is it is goodness and mercy following you? If you're on the right track, it will. But I want to I want to look at this from a little bit different angle. Let me ask you this. What are you leaving in your wake? Now, what I mean by that, have you ever seen a, a boat go down a river, you know, or, or go on a lake or whatever? Uh, you know, what does that boat leave? It leaves a wake behind it, something in, in, in its wake, you know, in its, in, you, you know, behind it. You can see the effects of it. Let me ask you, what are you leaving in your wake? What are you leaving when you when you deal uh, with someone or you, you get involved in a situation and you're done with that? What have you left in your wake? Have you left goodness and mercy or have you left, you know, badness and, and, and confusion and, and turmoil? When you get, when you, when you're involved in a situation and then you, you leave that situation, what, 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 what's following you? What, what is following you in your wake? Goodness and mercy or turmoil and, 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 and devastation. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of, a couple of ministers that I'm aware of over the years. And I, and, and I mean, looking back on it, you know, now 35 some odd, 40 years, looking back and I see, now I've seen so many ministers where in their wake, they've left so many blessed people and so many people helped and, and bettered and so forth. But I'm thinking of a couple of them now that, you know, those guys, I mean, they left so many people, their church members all confused and hurt and and just you know what did they leave in their wake confusion and hurt and all of that well you know they couldn't have been on the right track could they let me ask you what are you leaving in your wake are you leaving goodness and mercy in your wake are you leaving turmoil and confusion and that kind of thing hurt people you know what are you leaving in your wake but is goodness and mercy following you? Another evidence here in Psalm 16, verse 11, the Bible says, you'll show me the path or the track of life in your talking about God in God's presence is fullness of joy. Do you have fullness of joy? One way that you could tell that you're on the right track is if you have fullness of joy. And then at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Is there pleasure in your life? Are you enjoying your life? If you're on the right track, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're on the right track, 
There's going to be some joy. I mean, not just some joy, but fullness of joy, fullness of joy. And, 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 and you're going to be, you should be enjoying it. Absolutely. If you're on the right track, I tell you what, if there's never any green pastures, never any still waters, uh, no goodness, no mercy, no righteousness, no fullness of joy, no enjoyment. I, I, I'd have to question whether or not, whether or not you're on the right track. Because the Bible says, I think we can conclude if we're on the right track, there's going to be some green pastures. There's going to be some still waters. There's going to be, you know, just there's going to be some fullness of joy, not just some joy, but fullness of joy. And it's an enjoyment of life. Absolutely. Here's another one. Psalm 17, verse five. Psalm 17, verse five. Uphold my steps in your paths or in your tracks, we could say. Uh, the psalmist talking to the Lord, he says, Lord, uphold my steps in your paths or in your tracks that my footsteps may not slip. Now underline that if you're taking notes or you're following me in the Bible, that my footsteps may not slip. Let me ask you this. Are you getting somewhere with your life? Are you going somewhere? Or, or are you just spinning your wheels? going around the same mountain over and over and over and over again. Do you ever think about it? The children of Israel, when God delivered them from Egyptian bondage to get from there to the promised land, if I've studied it correctly, they should have been able to, to do that, that trip in less than a month. But 40 years came and went and they still hadn't got there. It took them 40 years to get there, to make less than a month trip. You think about that. They never got on the right track. They were grumbling. They were complaining. They were, you, you could go read, read the book of uh, Exodus and see all the, all the, and so forth, Exodus and so forth in there. The, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. You could read in there and see how they, they just, you know, they never, they never did get on the right track. They'd get on the right track for a while and then they'd, they'd slip, slip off of it. It's just, just a mess. The point is, are you getting somewhere or are you just spinning your wheels? Are you circling the same mountain again and again and again and again? Hey, I've done that. I've done that many times. I, you know, I, I'd get on the, the right path, you know, then I'd somehow or another get off of it. How could I know I got off the right track because I just spin in my wheels. I can go like running in place, going nowhere, you know, circling the same mountain over and over and over again, never getting anywhere. If you're never getting anywhere, you're just spinning your wheels. Hey, you're not on the right track. You know, it's possible you got on the right track and maybe you got off of it somewhere. That, that happens. Some people never do get on the right track. Some of them get on the right track and then get off somewhere or another. But are you spinning your wheels? Are you, are you making any progress? If you're on the right track, you're going to make some progress. You will. And here's something else. Psalm 65, 11 says, says, uh, the psalmist says to the Lord, you crown the year, uh, you crown the year with your goodness and your path, your paths, your paths, God's path, the path that he puts you on will drip with, a, will drip with abundance. You think about that. You think about that will drip, drip with abundance. If you're on the right track, I mean, there, there, there should be, there should be abundance in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you may not start out in abundance and most people, when they start out following the Lord, most people, 
you know, I know with my wife and I, when we started out, we, we did not have abundance. We did not. But in the process of time, in the process of time, you know, after after several years, we got to a point where we had abundance. Absolutely. And God met every need. Now, it did. We start out on that on that right track. A lot of times you start out with nothing. That's how we started out with just just basically nothing. But in the process of time, you get on the right track. God starts adding to you and adding to you and then multiplying, you know, and next thing you know, you're dripping with abundance. Glory to God. And, you know, I, I've known people that 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 I'm thinking of one uh, minister, actually, right now. From, I mean, from the first time I met him to the time he went to heaven. I guess he went to heaven in his mid in his mid 70s. I knew him for mid to late 70s. I don't know, early 80s, whatever it was. But I, I spoke to him two weeks, uh, talked to him two weeks before he went to heaven. But from the uh, before he went to heaven. Uh, but be that as it may, from the time I met him to the time he went to heaven, last time I talked to him, I mean he he, he I mean he struggled and struggled. I'm talking financially. He struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and there was never any abundance and i'm not saying that to put him down but i am saying kid kid if you're following god you know i mean and, and there's never any abundance there's never any any blessing you know i'm talking financial blessing in this particular i mean you got to wonder if you're on the right track i mean according to the bible you're not on the right track because if you are you're going to drip with abundance absolutely absolutely and then Proverbs, but this guy never, there never was, there never was any, any, uh, I mean, always struggled, struggle, 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 struggle financially, uh, not putting him down. I'm just sharing that as an example. Are you on the right track? If that's the case, I mean, if there's never any, if there's never any abundance, never any, 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 you know what I'm talking about? Can, can somebody be on the right track? If that's the case, continue continuously. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter under the perfect day. Let me ask you this. Are things getting brighter in your life? If you're on the right track, Proverbs 4.18 says that things ought to be getting brighter. Now, if things are getting darker and darker, what can we conclude? You're not on the right track. Okay? Because if you're on the right track, the track God has for you, things ought to be getting brighter and brighter because the Bible just said so in Proverbs 4.18. Absolutely. Now, having said that, I want to kind of get on the other side of this same coin because uh, the other side of this coin needs to be talked about because if I stop right here, well, I only have told you about half of the half the story. So I need to go ahead and finish this up. So let me get on the other side of this coin. Now listen to this. Many think they've gotten off the right path when it gets difficult. Many people, many Christians think they have gotten off the right track when it gets difficult in their life, when things get difficult. But you need to remember the, the scripture we started out with today in Matthew the seventh chapter one of the things the Lord Jesus said there, he said, difficult is the path or the way or the track that leads to life. He didn't say it was going to be easy. Now, did he? He said it was difficult. 
It was difficult. So I don't want to, I, I don't want to leave you with the impression that if you're on the right track, that everything's always rosy all the time because that's not so. Now, I will say that if you're, if you're on the right track, there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be some green pastures and there's going to be some still waters. There's going to be goodness and mercy. There's going to be fullness of joy and pleasure and, 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 uh, you know, abundance and brightness. Absolutely. But there's also going to be difficulty. There's also going to be difficulty. Absolutely. If you are on the track that the Lord has for you, there's going to be difficulty. Now, just living life, just anybody living life, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good times, bad times, difficulty. Even for the sinners, that's the case. But it's, it's so true with Christians. If you're on the path that God has for you and there's never any difficulty, I have to wonder if you're on the right track. Because if you're on the right track that God has for you, I tell you what, there will be some difficulty. Jesus, our Lord, said that in this world you will have trouble. Absolutely. And, and you can take that to the bank. And if you don't ever have any trouble... I tell you what, I don't think you're, you're on the right track and you're certainly not doing anything productive for the kingdom of God because if you get on the right track, you're going to have some trouble. Absolutely. The Bible says all who live godly in Christ Jesus, if you're on the right track, you'll be living godly in Christ Jesus, says all who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That's a Bible promise. You don't hear about that promise too often, but it's, it's in the Bible. Absolutely. And so... There's difficulty. I think about, I think about David, King David, you know, who wrote the 23rd Psalm by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The same man who was led through green pastures and by the still waters and all that. We already talked about that, but he also had to go through the valley of the shadow of death, didn't he? Didn't he? Absolutely. So if you're on the right track, there's going to be some valleys of the shadow of death. Valleys. <laughs> Valleys of the shadow of death. Absolutely. There's going to be some of those. And, and he, David also, but, but you know what? In that valley, he said, the Lord is with me. He said, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Glory to God. If you're on the right track, Lord's going to be with you. Amen. Now I'm not implying he wouldn't be with you if you're on the wrong, tra wrong track. He's so good and gracious and merciful. But if you're on the right track, you're going to have the, you're going to have the green pastures. You're going to have the still waters, but you're also going to have some valleys of the shadow of death. Absolutely. But the Lord will be with you. Absolutely. You know, the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Glory to God. So I tell you what, if you're going to be on the right track that God has for you, there's going to be some difficulty. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and there's going to be some affliction, but the Lord will be with you. He'll deliver you. And, and you know, David, he also had a giant on, he was on the right track, but he also ran into a giant, didn't he? Didn't he? Absolutely, Goliath. But you know what? Under the power of God, he took that giant down. Praise God. See, <laughs> a giant is an affliction. Absolutely. Uh, but, but God delivered him from the giant. Isn't that wonderful? But you see, and Daniel, I think about Daniel, the prophet Daniel. And uh, he had a track that led right through a lion's den of hungry lions. Absolutely. That should have eaten him and killed him. But the Bible says the Lord set his angel and shut the lion's mouth. Glory to God. But see, Daniel, he had to go through the lion's den. 
the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to go through the fiery furnace. But the Lord showed up. Glory to God. They were on the right track. Put it, see, a lot of people teach, well, if you're on the right track, you're never going to have any trouble. You're not, never going to have any problems. I remember when we were in Bible school, there was some people that they were ne never having any problems or difficulties. And they said, well, look, we're in the will of God. And there was another group of people. They were having all kinds of trouble and problems. They said, well, look, well, we're in the will of God because the devil's fighting us. I tell you what, if you're on the right track, you're going to have good times and you're going to have difficult times. You're right. And, <laughs> You understand that? So just be aware of that. But the Hebrew children, the, I mean, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were on the right track. And it led right smack dab through that fiery furnace. But the Lord showed up and delivered them out of it. Glory to God. I think about the prophet Jeremiah, his track. I tell you what, he, it led him into an old, an old dingy, dungy cistern where they locked him in. Absolutely. Absolutely. John the Baptist. He was on the right track, the forerunner of Jesus, the greatest prophet Jesus said ever to be born of a woman. And, and look, his track, he's on the right track, and he pointed people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He pointed people to Jesus and all of that. But his, his, he was on the right track, but it put him in prison and it got him beheaded. Now he went to heaven, all right. He went to be with the Lord, all right. But I'll tell you what, See, we think a lot of times that, you know, if we're on the right track, it's always going to be the still waters and, uh, you know, and, and and the green pastures. Well, there ought to be some still waters. There ought to be some green pastures, but you're also going to have, you're also going to have some lion's dens and some fiery furnaces. Absolutely. And John the Baptist, he wound up in prison and got beheaded. I think about the apostle John. You know, and, and he had a track that led him into a cauldron of boiling oil. History tells us that, that he, he, because of his testimony for Jesus, the emperor had him boiled in oil, boiled alive in oil. And they brought him, put him down in the boil. This would, tradition tells us, uh, uh, I believe it's so, dropped him in that boiling oil, brought him up out of it. He was unscathed. And it scared that, that emperor so bad that he banished him to the Isle of Patmos, you see. So John's, he was on the right track, but it put him in a cauldron of boiling oil and, and then banishment. <laughs> you think about it, you know. I think of Peter, the apostle Peter, you know, his, his track led him to see, led him to see great miracles so that even his shadow would fall on, on sick people and they were healed and, and he raised the dead and all of that, that absolutely the truth, but it also led him to cruci being crucified upside down on a cross. So it's not all about, if you're on the right track, it's not all a bed of roses. There ought to be some beds of roses. Absolutely, but there's also some tough times. Absolutely. I think about the Apostle Paul, the man that God used to write most of the New Testament. And he had, he, I mean, he was on the right track. And, and, and he was, the Bible says he, at one time he, he was caught up to heaven and he saw things that weren't lawful for him to utter. And, and he got to experience the power of God so strong that they took pieces of his clothes to sick people and demon possessed people and they were set free and delivered. But he also was persecuted beyond measure. And, and he got beat up a lot and was martyred, eventually was beheaded. But thank God he went to heaven. And he, uh, you, you need to realize what I'm, what you say, Pastor Terry, what are you get, trying to get across to me? That if you're on the right track, 
there's good times. And if, there, if there's never any good times, then are you on the right track? But there's also difficult times. And don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. And be cautious of any preacher that preaches to you that, you know, that, that, it, it, you know, that if you serve God, that it's just always a bed of roses because it just isn't according to the word of God. Now, as I begin to close this message, I want to say this, that you got to find out what track God wants you to be on for your life, and then you must stay on it. You need to realize that one of the things the devil does is he tries to get us off the right track. 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says that, that, uh, some will depart from the faith. Giving in the latter times, a time in which we live, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. And one of the things the devil tries to do is try to to deceive you, to try to get you off of the right track. Absolutely, and it, and it is possible to get off the right track. The Bible says in Proverbs two. Excuse me, Proverbs 2 verse 13 talks about those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. Now, most of God's people that I've had experience with don't leave the right track. They, you know, they, they get born again. They become a child of God. They find the track God has for them. They get on the right track. But I've seen so many people, they get off, they get off that, that track. See, we got to find the track we're supposed to be on. And then we've got to be sure we stay on it for the long haul. And I've seen so many people, I've done it myself, get off of the right track. Get on it, but then get off of it. And uh, and most of God's people that I have observed have not got off the right track, you know, in so far as that they've departed from the faith or that they walked away from God. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that are to walk in ways of darkness. I, I haven't seen, seen much of that. But I have seen a lot of people get off of the right track, and I've done it myself. And I think of a few Bible examples. You know, Abraham, in the Old Testament, he's known as the father of faith. You know, he got off the right track. And here's what I've seen most people do, and this is what I've done. If you study it and see... Uh, he got off, Abraham got off the right track because he got on the right track, but then he got off of it. And the Bible says he got off by easy stages, easy stages. He drifted off just a little bit at a time, not even realizing what was going on. And the next thing you know, he found himself in Egypt, which in the Bible is a type of the world. And he had, he got over, he had, he had a mess. He got into a mess over there. But he, he, and I've watched people do, Christians do this over 30 years. I've done it myself. They just, they get off the, the, they find the right track. They go on it for the longest time. But then they, they, they get off and they drift off and it's by easy stages. And next thing you know, they, they find themselves in a position they should not ought to be in. But there's good news. Abraham got back on the right track. And the Bible says he, put in my own words, he went back to the place where he missed it. And it repented and got on the right track and went on from there. Now, 
Sometimes you have to go back to where you missed it. Now, sometimes that's not possible, but very often you have to go back uh, to where you missed it, make that thing right. Now, now sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes you just have to realize you missed it, just pick up right where you're at and move on. Sometimes, though, you have to go back to where you missed it. You say, well, how do I know if, well, how do I know if I have to go back to where I missed it? How do I know? I heard one preacher say this, and it's so good. The answer to a thousand and one questions is you have to be led by the Spirit of God. I told you how to do that earlier in this message. You look, look on the inside, and He'll lead you, guide you. Sometimes you have to go back to where you missed it. Sometimes that's not possible. But Abraham, he had to go back to the place where he got off track. He fixed it, and he went on. I think about Mark. Mark, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and I'm talking about Mark, the one who wrote the gospel according to Mark. You know, he got off the right track when the, when the track got hard. You know, the Bible says when the going get, gets tough, the tough get going. Well, you know, if you study Mark's life, he went out on that first missionary journey with uh, Paul and Barnabas, and the way got tough, the track got hard, and he wimped out, and he, you know, he, he, he deserted them. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I, I might have, I might have, I might have deserted with him. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not putting him down. But the way got hard. I've watched a lot of people there. They get on the track God has for them and the way gets hard and they get off, they, they get off the track. But you know what? Mark repented. And later on, the apostle Paul, he deserted Paul, but later on, Paul said he was useful for ministry. So that implies to me that he got, at some point, he got back on the right track and he got back enough on the right track that God thought enough of him to use him to write the gospel of gospel according to Mark. So good news, if you get off the right track, you can get back on. Barnabas just talked about him. Uh, you know, he got off the right track when he refused to submit to godly authority. And really, it was all over Mark because on the second journey, they were going to, Mark deserted Paul and Barnabas on the first journey. When they got ready to go on the second journey, Barnabas wanted to take Mark. And Paul said, no, we're not taking him. And Paul was in charge. And Barnabas was not, he was a good man, but he was not going to submit to godly authority. And long story short, he got off track. He did. And you don't hear, you don't hear after he left Paul, because the Bible said they had a sharp disagreement over that and they parted company. And you don't hear hardly anything about Barnabas after that, other than Paul made a, a benevolent statement about him later on, which implies to me that, that Barnabas got, got back on track. But you know, Barnabas, I'm convinced he never fully fulfilled the full ministry that God had for him. Now you chew on that one. I mean, you could get back. I mean, you could get back on track. I think he did. Barnabas did get back on track, but, but, but I think the perfect track for him was to be Paul's traveling companion. But he got off that. Now God still used him, and and Paul made a benevolent statement about him later on. But I, 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 I you know, getting off the track. It can cost us and we can still still experience great blessing. But but there's sometimes you get off the right track. God has for you. It will cost you. And you, you may complete your ministry, but you may, you know, the plan God has for you. But you may not. He may never get the fullness of it, the fullness of it. You, you understand. And that's what I think happened to Barnabas. And then uh, and then I think about the Apostle Paul. 
you know, the Lord directed him to go to, uh, to, to Jerusalem. And while he was uh, en route, he had some well-meaning people try to talk him out of it. You got to be careful that you don't let people, well-meaning people that love you, talk you out of the right track that God has for you. Because that happens very, very often. And then finally, something else I've seen is others get comfortable. They get on the right track and they make progress. And, and, and I watch this. They, 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 get about, they get on that track and they get going and they get comfortable. Because you get on the right track, God will bless you in the process of time. But I've watched people, they get, they get, they get comfortable and, and, and the blessing of God is abounding and they get comfortable and they just stop right there where they're at, and they, they, they just stop. They, and they don't keep on going. And, uh, and, and, and they, they, they never do, uh, come, 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 their, their life never comes to the fullness that God has for them. I've watched so many people, they, they, they get on the right track, they get going down that, that road, and, and they get, they, the blessing of God abounds, and then they, and then they get so comfortable, they stop, and they never do go on any further. A lot of, a lot of, I've seen a lot of Christians do that, but, uh, I tell you what, if that happens, one thing I do know is you'll become, you'll begin to stagnate and right down on the inside. I tell you what, because I have to admit, I'm telling on myself, I've done this too, <laughs> this one too. You get, you get comfortable right where you are and you begin to stagnate, you know, spiritually and you get so disquieted and so dis, dis disgruntled and that, that, that a lot of times that motivates people to keep on going the way they're supposed to go. But point I'm trying to make here is don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep right on going. It's like with that valley of the shadow of death. You know, like we said, there'll be, there'll be still waters. There'll be green pastures. There'll be valleys of the shadow of death. But if you're on the right track, going through that valley, like one guy said, don't stop when you're in the middle of that. <laughs> Just keep right on going. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Now let's be like the Apostle Paul. Let's 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 uh, find what track we're supposed to be on. Let's get on the right track. Let's stay on the right track. Let's let's experience a great blessing of God and let's fight whatever fights come up. Let's fight that good fight of faith and a good fights one you win and let's finish the track. Let's finish the race and, and let's keep the faith. And, and bless people, let, let there be blessing in our wake as we go down the road and bless people. And, and let us, let us keep the faith. And one day we'll be able to stand before Jesus and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well, I hope you got something out of this today. I sure had a lot of fun preaching it to you. And, uh, hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your savior, hey, you're not on the right track. Well, I want you to get on the right track right now. How do you do it? Well, you repent of your sins. You have a change of heart about the way you've been living and you, you call on the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means you'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven. You call on Jesus name. You, you believe on him. You receive him as your savior. And then after you do that, then you, you get, get in the word of God and get alone with him in prayer. And he'll, and he'll lead you and guide you to get on the right track that he has for you. And then just do what we said here in this message. You just stay on that right track all the way to the rest of your life. And, and you'll be glad you did. He'll make your life worth living in the meantime. Well, God bless you. And hey, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.